0: Thank you, Father. Good, good, Father. I like that song good, 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 good Father Good, 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 good. Say that good, good. not bad, good. good bad in in the word bad is equated with evil. The ten spies. I think it was brought back, a ba- an evil report. It's or a bad report. It's evil, bad. But God is good. God is good. Raise His name. Um, just a few things here before we get to the word, the message, um, for the morning. We. I'm just so happy to be able to say for Herb last week there was an offering that came in of $790 plus we added more from our excess of tithe. We give a tithe, tithe each month from all the general tithes and offer or general offerings we give. It general tithes, I guess, that we give, we take, as a church we take a tithe off of that and we give To people uh, to ministries and such that um, sometimes there's excess over that and so we use that sometimes and we added that to it so Herb was able to take a thousand dollars with him some of that he may need for certain needs that come up but some of it also he's gonna be looking for things to give uh, there in Zambia where he is and we're gonna pray for him in just a moment Is this Ron? Um, Doris. Doris? Is Ron available? I think he's sleeping. Is he? Yeah. Hi, Doris. (laughs) This is the speaker. speaker. Are you there? Yes, I'm here. (laughs) Hi, Doris. This is Steve. Good morning. Good morning, Steve. And I'll just tell the congregation this is Doris Palcher. She's wife of. Ron Paltzer, who uh, pastored here several years ago, and he's in a health situation now that's pretty, he's needing prayer, right, Doris? Correct, yes. And so we're going to do that right now. He, He needs to eat? Okay. He hasn't been eating? Eat a little bit, but not much. Okay. Well, let's join hands. Grab somebody's hand. We're going to pray for Ron right now. Is he home? Yes. He's home. He's home. Okay. Hallelujah. i I pray in the Spirit here a moment first. Shahariya mana Lord be gentle me. And all of my close relations, all of my close people, handle Lord, we pray for our dear friend Pastor Ron. Thank you for your closeness there with him. We know that he loves you so much, and I know as he spoke to me a few weeks ago that he's ready to come home, but Lord, if you have more here for him on this earth now that you would have him to do, we just intervene in prayer. We intercede in prayer. We stand in a gap as a church congregation that Pastor Ron and Doris served here many years ago. And Lord, we call upon your name. We call upon the working of your spirit to bring strength into his body, to strengthen him that, that weakness that he's experiencing and not even a desire to eat, that that would turn in the name of Jesus. We pray for him now, and we pray for Doris. We pray for strength in this hard hour that she's going through, Lord. We pray that your light would just again shine forth strong through her that light that is within her as she is a child of light you her heavenly father the father of lights she's your child and so is ron pulcher lord we pray that his spirit may be stirred up within him unto life in jesus name we pray and this congregation in agreement said amen in the in the name of Jesus hallelujah well Doris I'm gonna hand this back to Joan here now and we're with, we're with you you're welcome and Lord we also lift up herb who's in Zambia who's bringing your light with others Lord to that country to the people there that needed so much Lord We just lift them before you now. We thank you for the working of your Holy Spirit there just to bring strength and health to Herb and the whole team but then that they may impart the same to those that they're working with there. Keep them, protect them. May they shine as your lights there in Jesus' name, amen. Also, I wanna mention that uh, today we have opportunity. You can use one of the envelopes back there. But Northwoods Pregnancy Center in Bemidji are receiving an offering today uh, for them. Some years we've been doing the bottles. This year it's an offering. We're just gonna. You can place it, mark it for the pregnancy center on one of those envelopes. Put it in there, and and we will get that to that ministry. And if things progress as anticipated, this today is our last service in this sanctuary. We're going to be moving back. The roof collapsed on March 13, and uh, June 23rd we'll be moving back in there. And we can pray for John and Doug, and maybe some others too that will be working on uh next Saturday, they're going to be switching everything from the sound and such over there and uh, over to the new sanctuary. And so we thank you, Lord, for your help with all that. Uh, in Jesus' name, actually, I'll just say this right now, toward the end, as part of our service, but toward the end of it, today, we are going to be going over there together and we're going to have a prayer together there in the new sanctuary I don't know if we'll form a circle probably or something like that, we'll see. Um, but then when we're done there, just to give you a heads up, anyone that's able to, we're gonna ask everyone that's able to to come back and help bring chairs back over there um, and carry one chair. I don the other day, I saw him carrying two chairs at a time. <laughs> he carried quite a few of them too. Probably hundreds, a couple, well, not hundreds, but uh, tens anyway. Not at once, two at once. Okay, and then Gerald Durstein, communicated with him this week. He's planning on being here on the 30th. He's in Indiana speaking at a church today, Middlebury, I believe it's called. So we look forward to that as well. He's been coming here for over 30 years, probably, well, maybe around 30 years. Praise God. Well, Father of lights, this is what we're talking about today. And when we're born again, we become children of light in the midst of a dark world. God's light within us enables us to live lives of victory over this darkness and influence the people around us for good. And Father's Day, we as fathers do not desire for our children to live their lives in defeat because of the current situations that they encounter in life, right? Is that true, fathers? You know, when situations are encountered, that's just the way life is. But did you know that our Heavenly Father is that way too? He longs for us to live an overcoming and victorious life. He longs for us to live lives that are marked by hope And joy, not doom and gloom. And we can live in victory by looking to him, by keeping his word, the word of life and light, in our hearts when the devil would try to veil it and hide it through the darkness of this world's trials. Jesus said this, I have told you these things so that in me you might have perfect peace and confidence. In the world you have tribulation and trials and distress and frustrations. But be of good cheer. This is from the Amplified Bible. It says it this way. This isn't my brackets. Take courage. Be confident. Now listen to this. Let's listen to this in our lives, okay? And I know we're going through stuff. Most people here today are going through things. They may be major things, maybe some middle major and some... Not so major, but there's still stuff that seems to accumulate, and even the little things can accumulate and seem major. But he says, take courage, be confident, certain, undaunted, for I have overcome the world, I have deprived it, I, Jesus, have deprived it of power to harm you and have conquered it for you. Hallelujah. Words of Jesus. And when we live in continuing consistent fellowship with God, his church, we will have, we will have his power to endure tribulation and we will overcome. We'll bounce back to victory after being knocked down. You know, that's been something with our Minnesota twins this year. When they get beat, they don't stay there and defeat the next game, they win, right? Yay, yay, twins, right? (laughs) Maybe you're not all twins fans, but um, praise God. When our children have challenges in life, whether great or small, we're blessed when they come to us and seek our wisdom, our word concerning concerning the situation. And the same is true of our Heavenly Father, And planting those seeds of his word, what God has said in our hearts by keeping them in our thought life and speaking those words concerning the current challenges will, say will, will bring forth a harvest. Those seeds of the word planted and kept there will bring a harvest of good fruit. And that is what The seed of God's word will bring forth to harvest. It's good fruit. Good fruit. And good is what our Father in heaven desires for us, our good, good Father. Here's a scripture from the Passion Translation. It says, in James 1.17, every gift God freely gives us is, say it, good and perfect Okay, and the footnote in the Passion Translation says the Aramaic word used here means complete, wholesome. Now listen to this. This is what comes from our Father in Heaven to us. We need to know our Father in Heaven. This is what his desire is for us. Again, fathers or grandfathers, you just think of yourself what you desire for your kids and grandkids. Where does that come from? Our Father in heaven. Completeness, wholeness. This is his desire. This is what comes from him. Abundant, sufficient, enough, and perfect. Continuing in verse 17. Streaming down from the, what? Father of lights. He's the Father of lights. And here's the footnote from that translation. James 1.17 calls us, The light of the world, Matthew 5, excuse me, Jesus calls us the light of the world in Matthew 5, 14 to 16. And Paul describes believers as shining lights. Philippians 2, 15, in this world, God is our father, he created angels, but he brought us into new birth. The Greek word there means from above, it's used by Jesus in describing to Nicodemus that we are born from above. We are lights born from above. We are lights. It's been born in us that we're lights. Our Heavenly Father birthed the lights in the sky, the sun, the moon, and the stars through his word. He now brings new birth to us through his word. And this new birth implants life and light within us so that we become lights in this earth. That's his desire for us, his children of light. Children of light. And these are part of his divine nature, his DNA, which is now imparted to us through the seed of his incorruptible word, that light, light bearers. God's life and light give us power to overcome the darkness in this world. Power comes forth to us through him. He's imparted that life. He's imparted that light to us. Power. Power, energy. Force. Power for good. Saw some power this last week. I was getting ready for bed. I was looking out the window and there was a flash of light. And just like that, the same second... Split second as the light was there, bam. Anybody else hear any of them this last week? Well, I thought, wow, that was close. And uh, a few days later, I was out in the yard and I saw this basswood tree that uh, there were two spots and it. it was maybe eight, 10 feet long where you could just see where the lightning hit that tree and just split it. Power. But that wasn't harnessed power for good. But, it, but God's power in us is so much greater than lightning. And it's in us now. Let's continue in that verse, 17. Who shines from the heavens with no shadow of darkness and is never subject to change. Again, a footnote in this. Passion Bible, it says the shadow of turning, the implication is there, is nothing that you will find wrong with God, nothing in him that could even remotely appear to be evil hiding. You see that? The more you get to know him, the more you realize how beautiful and holy he is good, good Father. First John one five, fellowship with him and one another. This is the message which we have heard from him and declare to you that God is light. Say that with me. God is light. It doesn't say God has light. He is light, that's who he is, he's light. We know he's love, but he is light, it says it right here. And in him is, how much darkness? No darkness, none, none at all, absolutely none. From the Spirit-filled Life Bible wealth, word wealth for the word darkness here in contrast to light, this is what it says, For it's the word Scotia. In the Greek, it says darkness, gloom. This is what is not in God. There's no darkness in God. There's no gloom in God, no evil, no sin. See, sin, when we miss the mark, when we go contrary to God's word and his ways, it opens the door for darkness. Obscurity, no night, ignorance, moral depravity. This is so interesting. Light equals happiness it's a part of light the light that god brings dark the dark side the darkness brings unhappiness scotia equals unhappiness darkness and evil they bring unhappiness darkness and evil hide the truth with which makes us free they distort things and they bring confusion Darkness makes things unclear and shady versus transparent and open. Darkness opens the door for discouragement, despair, and depression. Darkness, when we're walking outside of his way, out of his light, out of what we know is his way, his truth, out of love. We cannot let our light be dimmed by a downward spiral of meditating on the dark side of life, on the dark side of things. We need to switch that if our meditation gets that way. We need to switch off of that, thinking about negative stuff. And believe that you know me. Well, you know me, but I mean you know this, that thinking on dark stuff, which is all around us, isn't going to be good. We must remember who we are by meditating on the light that comes from God's word. The enemy would try to lie to us and tell us everything else about who we are and what we are and we're no good and we can't do this, we can't do that. You better not try that. You better not do that. Get off of it. Get off of it. Get out of the doldrums. What is a doldrum? It ain't good. Somebody look up doldrum in your I on your iPhone once. just bring it? Well, that's a doldrum. Oh, we want the wind of the Spirit, right? We don't want to be stuck in the doldrums. We want our sails to be full. Right, Mark Van Tassel? We want our sails to be full of the Spirit of God so we can catch the wind of the Spirit and go with him. So, meditating on the light. Um, Psalm 119, 130 says, The entrance of your word gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. The Passion Bible there says, Break open your word within me until revelation light shines out. Those who open with open hearts are given insight into your plans. How would you like to have God's plan for your family. How would you like to have God's plan for you? How would you like to have God's plan for your workplace? How would you have, like to have God's plan for your business? Well, this is the way. The re- entrance of his word brings light. Proverbs 6:23 for the commandment is a lamp and the law a light. Reproofs of instruction are the way of life. When we leave God's path and go astray, we hear a voice, his voice behind us saying, no, this is the way, walk here, walk in it. We stray sometimes, but we can get back on the path. Psalm 119, 105, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Your word, in the passion there says, truth's shining light. Truth's shining light guides me in my choices and decisions. The revelation of your word makes my pathway. You ever tried walking through a house when it's dark? Through your house, you ever stub your toe? On that chair, ouch, that hurts. But when the light comes, you don't stub your toe. You see the chair. God is light. He brings light. His word brings light. As we meditate on His word, the light in us just gets generated, stronger and stronger, and flowing out and out. But when we allow the depressing, the dark side thoughts that the enemy would try to bring to us—and believe me, he does—what's going to happen? It's just the opposite. Our pathway becomes cloudy. Doubt, unbelief starts gathering in, starts to push in on us. Depression comes. We get squeezed in, depressed. Say this, God is light. God is light. And his word is light. God is light. And the father of lights. The father of lights. He's my father. So God for, He spoke forth and created the lights in the heavens by his word. And now he brings forth the new birth to us in making us carriers of his light. Say this, I am born again from above. I am, born again from above. I am a carrier of God's light. I am a carrier of God's power. I'm a carrier of God's God's love. love. I I can live a victorious life. Do you believe that? In the midst of trials, in the midst of darkness, amen, the light and love within us is a power, an energy, a life force, which will dispel the darkness in the room. When lightness comes into a room, the darkness scatters. That's the room of your life, the room of your family, your business, your workplace, wherever it might be. Unless our light is under a bushel, The bushel of the circumstances. No, 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 no. Not going to allow it. Let's read from Matthew 5, passage. We mentioned earlier Jesus said this You are the light of the world, like a city set on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it will give light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your Heavenly Father. You are God's representatives in that room that you're in, you are God's ambassadors in that place in this day. You are. And you can bring praise unto your heavenly Father. Or you can glorify the devil. We show forth good works like our heavenly Father who gives us good gifts. Not scotia, not the darkness. And we realize the importance, do we, of walking in the light so that the light shining through us is not dimmed or hidden? 1 John 1, verse 5, fellowship with God. Now this is the message we have heard from him and declare to you. God is light and there is absolutely no darkness in him. If we say we have fellowship with him and yet walk in darkness, we are lying and not practicing the truth. It's not just knowing the word. I believe the big issue in this day of many people in the church is not that they don't know the word, they gotta walk in it. If we're hearers of the word but not doers of the word, The foundation of our house is sand, and when the storm comes, we'll be blown right over. We need to walk in what we know, walk in the truth that we know. We need to rise up in the power of the Spirit of God of what we know, and we need to shine as lights in the room that we're in, in the town we're in, the city we're in. That's why we built the sanctuary over there 16 years ago. Many people have come to know the Lord in the years since then. But we're going back in there now. Why did we build it bigger? Well, this would be big enough for us. This should be big enough. We're comfortable here. Because there's multitudes of people out there that are in the darkness. And they need the light of life. And we are the ones that can bring it to him, amen? Amen, that's what it's about. If We say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we're lying, not practicing the truth, but if we walk in the light, the light of his word, his truth, as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. When we're walking in the light, we're in close fellowship with him and his children. The darkness that tries to overcome us through life's circumstances is pierced and dispersed, obliterated. Oh, yeah. I remember Chip Brim bringing this verse from the Amplified Bible to us when he was here. Arise from the depression, and prostration in which circumstances have kept you. Rise to a new life. Shine. Be radiant with the glory of the Lord. For your light has come. And the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Point to your neighbor and say, that's talking about you. Poke them and tell them that. Wake them up if they went to sleep you. Remember light equals happiness. Darkness equals unhappiness. When we're born again, we have God's light within us. It is impact on the people around us. And Satan's goal once we're born again is to make that light shine out from us as dimly as possible. And when darkness tries to surround us and dim or cover the light of life that's in us, We need to remember Isaiah 60, verse 1. Let's read that again. I'm going to read it. Arise from the depression and prostration in which circumstances have kept you. Rise to a new life. Shine, be radiant with the glory of the Lord. For your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Back in 1974, Joyce, well, actually, it was 73 that Joyce and I, well, I went, I went to Michigan. Joyce was already there. She was going to Calvin College. I signed up for a year to be with Adventure and Mission with the Reformed Church in America, which is the denomination that we were part of. And uh <clears throat> came over there and the Lord just had it all set up for us to receive the power of the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I'm not going to go into detail about it, but we were both of us baptized in the Holy Spirit and the power of God came upon us and we saw great things we had never seen before in our lives. We, the Lord had us working with a, a, a group of young kids then we called Action Group. Met every Monday night and we saw lots of kids saved. We saw healings. Saw once a tum- there was a tumor the size of a basketball in a lady's stomach. She was baptized in a pool of the Godfrey's where we got to know Rob, Bob, and Shirley Godfrey well, and we were there. We saw, and that when she came up out of the water, that tumor was gone. I mean, just all kinds of healings. A girl with elephantitis, legs like this, this big. We, the kids prayed for her. The, the junior high youth group they prayed for her, and they just the leg just went right in front of my eyes. Her her pants were so tight, and they got so loose. And we were just seeing so many things like this, and the light was shining bright. We went home for Christmas. I believe it was seventy-three, and my whole my whole family got baptized in the Spirit. Well, maybe they, some of them were already before that, but I think some of them got baptized then. And I mean, the light was just shining forth. It was strong. I mean, it was. Not under a bushel. Well, on our way home, okay, this was 1974. On our way home, this was at Christmas time after we'd been there for a year. And we were driving straight through from South Dakota to Michigan. We took some breaks along the way and stuff, but basically we were driving straight through. And, um, taking turns driving, and we had stopped at a certain point. Well, we didn't stop, but we missed a turn, and we were off on the side of the road and uh, trying to determine what was going on on the interstate there just past Chicago. It was just into Indiana. And uh, wham, something hit us in the back, and uh There was a truck that was carrying tropical fish. And here goes a streak of light down the road. I mean, it it hit us and it flipped up on its top and went skidding down the interstate and light sparks just flying all over the place. And uh, it, it stopped in the ditch in the middle I ran over there to see if the guy there was okay. There were fish flopping all over the interstate, these tropical fish, thousands of dollars of fish flopping all over the highway. So I was dodging between these (laughs) fish over to him, and he wasn't critically injured, but he was injured. He had a pretty nasty looking hand. Because he, had, when he was upside down, he grabbed a hold of where the window had broken out and he was holding on and then it smashed down and he was scraping along the highway and stuff. And we didn't know if it was our fault or his fault. We didn't know. But, um, okay. All of a sudden, that great light that was so shining forth... The enemy, at least for me, I don't know if it was so much that way for Joyce, but for me, that bushel was on there strong. It came down, it slammed on top of me. And the darkness just started to encroach. This was early in the morning, and we ended up eating breakfast, and somebody took us to a local restaurant. We couldn't drive our car at that point. by the way, an angel looking at it later, you know, this guy was going over the speed limit, evidently, they determined later, and he hit us in the back, and it just like, boop. I mean, just booped our car. We didn't even move. The car didn't move. But it flipped the car over, so I believe angels were there helping us, and him. But we were in the restaurant there, and then um, a friend of mine who's... uh, Franciscan priest from Chicago, Father Ildefonso Scorup. we called him and he came and picked us up and we stayed at his house for a couple of days. But I couldn't sleep. But the second night then, I know the angels, I know there was an angel, two of them, one at, two of them at the foot of my bed. Maybe there were some in, on this side too, but at the foot of the bed, they were there helping me to go to sleep. Because all these thoughts, and you know, what's gonna to happen to this guy? I was pretty sure he was gonna live, but of course, you never know. But I mean, in an accident, what all could have happened and so forth. Well, we stayed there a few days. They were able to get our car put plastic. The back window was knocked out of it, so we got plastic put in there and stuck a rag in the gas tank, because that got, the cover got knocked off of it, and we drove the rest of the way to Grand Rapids the next day. But then it's the thing of insurance. We did see the guy on our way. We saw him in the hospital. And he had injuries, you know, on the hand. We didn't know the extent or how long he'd be out of work and what all the, it would cost, what it would cost him, and so forth. Um, and then the insurance. You know, what's it gonna cost? There was, is our insurance enough? Because we didn't have a high level of insurance, probably the minimum liability, um, and and my where I was working that second year, I was working in a high school. I was uh, what they called an auxiliary control person, and we every day I would drive right past the insurance company. Now I don't know if any of you ever have stuff like this. It seems like. The enemy knows with each of us where to try to get in. But anyway, I I was driving past the insurance company, and um, the enemy would come. What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do? The insurance isn't going to cover it. The insurance is going to cover it. You're going to be in debt for hundreds of thousands of dollars. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? What do you think that does with the light if you allow that to be there? Anybody home? Anybody here? You know what I'm talking about? You ever been there? Done? I'm not talking about, I'm talking about your situation, your circumstance, okay? And again, maybe it's a big one today, maybe it's Middleburg, or maybe it's not that much today, but... This is what to do in case. So, it kept happening. Well, for one thing I started doing, I just, when I came close to the insurance company, I just started looking on the other side of the highway as I drove past. <laughs> and get smart, right? I mean, don't give entrance to the enemy. Flee from evil, right? But the thing is, to get the word in you, and I'll tell you, that's one thing it should do when you're in these situations. Drive you to God, not away from him. Don't blame God. Why did God let this happen to us? Here we were, we're just his people sharing his word with people. Why, God, did you let this happen? Why did you let this happen? Well, God didn't do it. Satan is the darkness. He's the author of that junk. Now, don't go there. Don't go there. Don't go there use it to your advantage don't waste your trials in that way use them you're going to get better through it not worse amen well anyway we did that i did it i don't think joyce was dealing with it as much but i was and uh you know we weren't married then i was thinking you know this is a great thing. I'm thinking about asking Joyce to marry me. This was just a few months before. Sure, she's going to want to marry a guy who's hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt. See this stupid stuff you let the enemy? It wasn't so stupid then. It seemed pretty real to me. But I had to get in the Word. I just had to know who my good, good father was. I had to get to know him Even more, even better, I had to know him, know him to where I got in the victory side of it. You hear what I'm talking about? Got on the victory side. That's when the breakthroughs will come. I had the same thing when I was milking cows. You know, I had milked cows for four years, and I thought, am I gonna do this all my life? There were many days when I didn't wanna be there one more day. Are you going to keep doing this all my life, God? I came, the light bulb came on. I saw when I get into victory, when I get into victory right here, and I did. You could ask Joyce. I got in the victory side milking cows, getting all full of you-know-what every day. And I was rejoicing in it and I said, Lord, if I'm gonna be here the rest of my life, it's fine. I'm gonna be your light right here. And believe that me, there were a lot of people to share with right there in the barn. Well, there were cows, but there were also people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I milked cows with over 100 people in those years. Different ones <laughs> that came through. But then we, okay, I did. I got to, I, finally, I finally, Joyce would say, asked her to marry me on March 11 I don't know if she remembers this It was March 11. I mean, this was 1975, so this is a whole another year later. Sometimes things are of long duration. Mark had an excellent teaching on Wednesday night at our prayer time about what about prayers that aren't answered instantly? What do you do when there's long-standing prayers and the thing of being committed to stand, to have patience, to have faith, continuing to see and to keep your eye on that finished good, good fruit out there instead of the ongoing type of a thing? Well, it's walking in the light. It's walking in the Word, walking in the victory. Even though you're not there yet, Walking now as though you are. Before we walk by and not by in the natural. This applies to anything in our lives today. In your life I'm talking about. And if it's not there today, be prepared. This is how we are prepared. Be strong in the word. Stay strong in the truth now even before it comes. But if you're there, there's hope. There's a future for you. You just turn to the word today. Stay in the light today. Well, we got married. We moved back to to South Dakota. Joyce and I did. She got a teaching job in Volga, where I was from. My family was. And I thought, well, I might as well move back there too then. You know, and we got married there then in October of that year, 1975. It was, but still, this thing with the insurance was still up in the air. This is a couple years later, day after day after day. You know, I had come to the victory side, but still, there's still that thing there. It's still kind of there. You just wait, oh, if that was just gone if they was just gone, taken care of. So we were praying about it one day, and I think this was the next, like a half a year after we were married, the next spring. We had the address. We had gone to see him, like I said, in the hospital. We had gotten his address, Sheldon Dahl. Uh-huh. I asked Joyce, I hey, we hadn't talked about this for a long time, but yesterday I asked her, I said, you know who Sheldon Dahl is? You knew right away, it was this guy. And this is over 45, this is probably, this is a long time ago. It's 45 years ago. But anyway, what do we do, Lord, what do we do? We thank you that you're taking care of us, you're gonna take care of us, but then we started thinking actually about him. You know, he's had all of this going on and he probably hasn't gotten any money. Well, Joyce was making, we looked it up yesterday, $444 a month. And I was making sporadically, I worked on a farm. I always liked working on farms. (laughs) And I worked on a farm, and once in a while I get a check, especially during harvest time or something like that. But it was $444. We went out to McDonald's once a month, and that was our big date night out, McDonald's. And then we advanced to the Crown restaurant because they had a $1.99 special for all the fish you could eat on Friday nights. And we went there once a month. Not bragging, probably complaining, I don't know what that (laughs) is, but, but anyway. Okay, the Lord, what do we do, Lord? Send Sheldon $200. Did I hear you right, Lord? <laughs> uh, Joyce makes, this is our income. I was going to, I was going for a master's degree at that time at South Dakota State University, the Jackrabbits. That's what we're called, the Jackrabbits. We did it. We sent 200 bucks, and we said, Sheldon, we know the insurance hasn't been settled, it's still out there, up in the air. So we were just thinking about, maybe this can help you some. We sent it off. I don't know if it was the same day or that, no, I don't know. He got the letter, this is how it went. Remember, this is 45 years ago. This is, I think, the first time I've told this story since then, that I remember anyway. But anyway, okay, we sent him this letter. We said, This is for you. We hope it can help some until the insurance money comes through. Return letter. Return letter. Insurance just came through. Thank you for sending the check. He sent the check back. I don't need it anymore. And it covered everything. The insurance covered everything. Maybe the Lord would have you do something. That seems way out there. Well, if it's in line with the word of God, get confirmation, you know, if it's husband and wife thing between you or in a business or whatever, but go for it. I believe it had something to do with the breakthrough, with the release. In God's timing that we gave, we sent that money. But our lights need to shine, and they're gonna shine. Amen? Amen. You know, we have as a mission theme or a, a symbol, the lighthouse as a church, a lighthouse. If the lighthouse light goes out, the ships don't have anything to see. We have a theme, light to the nations. And that's to nations out of ours, but also we think of this nation and nations around, you know, we have the Red Lake Nation even close by here. We have a slogan, every believer and minister, and we say of God's love, but today we could say also of God's light. We have a mission statement, connecting people to God, connecting people to people, connecting people to service. And we sang sang that song, this little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. And you know, as we move from this sanctuary here now to the new one, the old new one or whatever we call it, that's what we need to do. We're gonna shine for him, amen? We're gonna be his light shining in this world. And when we go back in there, we're not gonna have the seating the same as it was. We heard a lot of comments, we like being closer together like this, well that's how we're gonna put seating, so we're seated closer. And as that light is shining, and as more people come in, we'll add more chairs. Do you think that God would have us fill that place again? Why not? Do you think there's that many people that need the Lord around here? They would see this as their home church. And this is family. Say that word. Family. This is a family. A church family. That's what we are. We're a family who loves one another. The thing is, families have, have kids and more kids too. And the father has more kids coming. And that's what's gonna happen. So now what we're gonna do is we're gonna get up together and we're gonna go over there together. The kids are gonna come up. Somebody, I think someone's gonna tell, the, they're ready, okay. The children are gonna come up with us too. And I'm not sure, maybe we'll try to get close together and kind of in a close knit circle. And we're going to pray together there. Now, don't forget this part. Once we're done there, need to ask. I would like to ask everyone that's able to to come back and get a chair until they're all out of here. And we're going to bring them over there. And there will be people over there to tell you where to put them. There's a mic right there, Joyce. You have to turn it on.
1: And it's very easy with these chairs. I mean, if you don't just carry them just right, oops. (laughs) And so um, not necessarily like, this is a great thing, get your little five-year-old to try. It's like we want them transported there carefully. And be careful for your ankles and stuff when you're doing it. We've discovered that. What's equally as important, and Ann will need you in here, um, when the chairs are getting empty, we need all of our regular tables for our Fellowship Hall set up with the padded chairs around, around them. We have a wonderful bridal shower in here on Saturday, which we need it for, and Sunday and Don and Marie are cooking. And so we'll have our Fellowship Hall back to what it was again by celebrating with a great Mexican meal.
0: So thank you. So the Lord's perfect timing for stuff. Yes, it is. You know, perfect timing, um, and and that's with those things you're going through. Don't get impatient. Don't get impatient.
1: Spirit just said, let hope arise.
0: Arise. arise. <laughs> let hope arise,
1: arise in you. Arise. Let the hope of God arise arise in you. arise Nothing is impossible arise. for you. If he right. needs to do something very unusual, miraculous, he can do it. Amen. He can uh-huh. do it. We release that in the spirit realm in Jesus' name.
0: Are you so i was really dealing with this then you weren't were you uh, how come because
1: i prayed in tongues about it that's what i did way back it's what i still do something comes up that's he's given me the prayer language i love to pray when i don't know what i'm praying I love that because my head doesn't have to wrap around it. Thank you, Lord.
0: Because you really believe that.
1: I believe that. Uh, yes. 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 Yeah. Okay, we need to get going with the chair. <laughs> okay.